Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Make and Decorate podcast. I'm Stephanie, your host, and this is season four, episode 81. So we have a jam-packed episode for you today. As you know, if if you listened last week, Krista Watson is coming back onto my show this episode, and we've got a lot to catch up on and new things to talk about. And for my patrons, Krista comes back and chats with me and shares some more in-depth tips on quick turnaround quilts techniques and uh, making a design wall. So don't forget to check out my Patreon page, and if you sign up, you will also have access to all of the bonus episodes I have done thus far, and that is from 2019 until now. All right, so I am recording this on a very sunny and warm February day. Uh, It's uh, unseasonably warm here in the low 50s, and it's beautiful, so I took advantage of it and... Uh, before lunch, Cooper and I went out and took a nice stroll walk. And, uh, yeah, it was very nice to be outside in the sunshine in February. And this February sunshine is very fleeting. So it'll be gone tomorrow. <laughs> so, so lots of rain and maybe some icy rain and back to frigid temperatures later on in the week. So you got to take advantage when you get the nice weather. I did finish some projects since the last episode went up. And one of them is a Valentine's Day gift that I made for my husband. I made his um, white socks pajama pants. And it's a five out of four pattern. It's a free pattern. I'll put the link in the show notes. I love this pattern. I know I've talked about this pattern before, but I have sewn many different pajama patterns and and pajama pants for sure. This one is not only very easy, but in the instructions, which they call the tutorial, they give several ways that you can um, put the waistband in and do pockets or no pockets. Other, you know, places on there that are, it's just really nice because maybe, um, you want a shorter length, maybe for summertime that's in there. Now that I've made at least four of these pajama pants for my husband. Most of the work is done already with the pattern being cut out, with the waistband measure being done. I know how long to cut the elastic and the length, the hemming length. It is very quick and easy to turn around a pajama pant for my husband now. Well, another reason why it's quick is because I have my serger out on a table where, you know, it's permanent spot ready to go. I have my Juki set up, the straight stitch machine, and I also have my Bernina set up. And I actually use all three machines to make this pair of pajama pants. It's the convenience of it. You don't need to have all of these machines, but 
I have them, they're out, they're up and investments. So I'm going to use them and it does speed things up for me. So I made the the pattern has elastic waistband. You could just do the elastic. There's a couple of ways that you could do that. And there's a drawstring. Well, of course, my husband likes both the elastic and a drawstring. And so the drawstring goes in with buttonholes. That's what I use the Bernina machine for. It has a very easy buttonhole program and foot. So I just scooch over there to do the buttonholes for the drawstring. I used the serger first and I serge all of the um, edges to finish where there's going to be seams and the outer legs and that, you know, sort of thing. I don't serge the top or the bottom of the uh, pants, but it um, really just, it's, it's like a really easy setup and then back to the juki for all the straight stitching. And I would say that if you have the space and a lot of people I hear have sergers, but they're tucked away. They're tucked away in a closet or somewhere. And the just the thought of getting it out, getting it threaded, getting it, you know, ready to go is daunting. And I myself would have second thoughts of pulling that out just to surge for one pattern in that moment. So I think that if you find a place, you're able to find a place. And even if it's just out where you can, you need to like, maybe when you do use it, you grab it and move it over. Um, you know, if it's in the corner of your desk or against the wall, you can move it wherever you need to have it, but it's out and ready to go. It's threaded. That makes it so much easier and you are much more likely to use it on a regular basis than if it's tucked away in a closet. I also started and finished a quick little project. It is a fabric book for kids and it's made from a fabric panel. I've made several of these for my nieces and nephews over the years. I love them and the kids love them. They love them so much because they're tactile, they're fluffy, soft, and it's an actual story on the book as well that can be read to them. So this one is uh, Counting Monkeys. Uh, just took me a couple of evenings after dinner, and I was able to knock it out. And then I also added hand embroidery to the cover of the book with my nephew's name. And then on the very back cover of the book, I put my initials and 2022, the year that this was made. So I think that's really important to also, when you can, to to mark your work, label it, label it to the person that it's going to, especially kids. They love seeing their names on things. It's just a good thing to do because down down the road, the years, uh, it will be cherished. And um, yeah, so it's just something that if I can do it and have the time, then I do it. And one other project I completed. Now, this is one that has been in progress for a few weeks because it's uh, the tendrils pot from that Joe Avery book, Modern Cruel Embroidery. I finished the hand embroidery of the pattern. Most of the time is taken with the hand embroidery part. The rest of it, 
you can do in really like literally a half an hour. Um, it's so quick to put together. And I love the way it turned out. It's, it's just, um, so cute. I used the printable stick and stitch. It is such a great time saver and it's efficient. I really love it. There is no, uh, need to, uh, print anything mirrored. You don't have to trace, no light box. It's just print out the design onto this stick and stitch sheet. It's eight and a half by 11. And you stick it right onto your fabric exactly where you want this embroidery pattern to be. And then you stitch right through it. And then it melts away with water afterwards. It's water soluble and it really works. I just let it uh, soak into the water and you'll see the little flakes lifting off in the water. It's so cool. And I, uh, when I did this, I left it in a bowl of water overnight. And then the next day, I gently wrung it out and laid it flat on a big fluffy towel and let it dry on there. And it turned out beautiful. It just really, really works pretty well. Another project done. Three projects done. It feels so good. And now I'm back working on some more longer term projects, quilts, a uh, couple of quilts. And uh, that's all for now on the projects. So QuiltCon 22 was last week, and I know many of you probably attended. It looked like so much fun, and I'm glad that everyone that did go was able to have a great time and see friends that they may not have seen for a couple of years in person. And what I did last week, I attended a four-day card make, it's called Card Maker Success Summit. And it's virtual, because you guys know how much I love virtual. <laughs> it is, it was really good. I've never done any virtual uh, things like this, other than for quilting and sewing. This was specifically for card making. I enjoyed it so much. These were little 20, 25 minute long classes, a quick project. Each um, class was a specific project or a couple of variations of the topic that the instructor was teaching. There were many, many instructors because this was a four day summit and they started at 9 a.m. and ended at 5 p.m. There were some live things in between those around the lunchtime hours and uh, after the five o'clock, uh, some live things where they gave away gifts and sponsors got to, you know, get up and show their newest products that are now available. It was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Now, I didn't sit in front of a computer from nine to five for four days. They had a 24-hour um, timing of when the video went live, you had 24 hours that you could watch the video anytime. That's how I did it. I started 
um, whenever I wanted to. They're only 25 minute long, so I could fit one in here and there, maybe during lunch and uh, in the evening if I needed to finish up a few of uh, the courses that I didn't get to. So flexible. This uh, was very convenient uh, to do. It was completely free with the 24 hours that you get to watch the class before it goes away. And you could, if you wanted to be able to watch these classes in the future, like have it forever, you could purchase a VIP pass. So I just did the free version. I'm glad I did because they, they're quick little classes and I really just took away some little nuggets of techniques from each one and they all had download worksheets. So perfect. It was so great. I have one recommendation of what to watch this week. It is on Netflix. It's called Inventing Anna. This is based on a true story that literally has just happened back in 2017 and 2018. Anna Delvey is basically a person invented by Anna Sorokin. It is pretty interesting, and it is a Shonda Rhimes production. You will recognize a lot of characters if you ever watched Scandal, Grey's Anatomy, uh, any Shonda Rhimes show. There's the, the actors are in this series. It's really good. It's just crazy. I know that, and it says at the beginning of every episode that some parts of this are true, and others are you know, made up just for, you know, the drama. However, this is really true. I I started researching and there's a lot of things that this person did and completely just infiltrated the upper echelon of New York City and just did major things without paying for it, uh, using other people's money, staying in hotels, expensive hotels all the time. Oh my gosh, it's it's crazy. So I would say you should give this a watch. We're not done with the series yet, but man, I was definitely binging some episodes. My husband and I were both watching and it, it's just, it just blows your mind what this person, it, it just takes so much like brazen <laughs> arrogance to do this. So I would recommend it for sure. Inventing Anna. It's time for my conversation with Krista Watson of Krista Quilts. Today, I've got Krista Watson back on the podcast. And she's going to chat with us today um, about a whole bunch of things that she's been doing and is completely super busy as usual. But she's got some new things going on right now. So and before we start, I just want to let you guys know in case you're not, who is not familiar with Krista, by the way, but she <laughs> is an award-winning quilter, uh, quilt teacher, fabric designer with Ben Artex and uh, book author and so much more. So uh, Krista has lots of exciting things in the works for 2022 and we're going to talk about them. So welcome, Krista. Hello. 
Hey, Stephanie, it is so great to talk with you. You are one of my favorite podcasters, and now it's exciting to come back and be on your show again. Yay, I'm so happy to have you. And uh, it's it's been a while, so I'm excited to catch up. And um, I know you're doing a lot of exciting things, and we're going to talk about them. Awesome. I know. It's yeah. like, this is, I, I'm sure you're like this. I'm sure your listeners are like this. It. I had a hard time when it turned to 2022 because I didn't know what year it is. I'm like, wait, 2020, 2021, 2022. And it's just, it's been the craziest thing. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then we're, we're almost through the first month and it's just crazy. It's, it's just, um, I, think- I know it's like, but, but I like to say two is my lucky number. So because of the fact that it's 2022, I, I think there are good things coming for this year because it's my lucky number. And hopefully I can share that luck with you and your listeners as well. Yes. Yes. I agree. I think so. So, um, let's, uh, well, let's chat about just, you know, before we get into all of, uh, all of the stuff, just like what's been happening with you. Well, I have been, let's see. So the last couple of years I've stayed home and um, I think it's really fun. You know, the last time you were literally one of the last people that I saw in person, you and Mary Fonz are like the last (laughs) two people that I saw. She came to my house in March and interviewed me and took pictures. And this was all before like mask wearing. And this was before like COVID had really hit the U.S. But it was literally, she came to my house, she interviewed me, you know, I was like, okay, we won't hug, we won't touch, we'll wash hands, all that kind of thing. And then literally like the next day that she left, like Vegas shut down and like the pandemic began. But then before that, I don't know, maybe just a couple weeks before It was February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like February. I had flown to Chicago because I was teaching at a guild that was a couple hours away. Now, this is kind of a funny story, and I don't mind embarrassing myself, but I just want to let your readers know how amazing <laughs> you are. You rescued me. Do you remember that? You I rescued do. Me. I do. It was kind so, of a, it was an adventure. <laughs> it was. So what had happened is, um, and this is where I'm going to embarrass myself. I had received my, I had gotten a new driver's license. We had to switch to the real ID. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get the new driver's license. I'd done that and everything. And then somewhere around that time, we had also like moved into a new house and we were getting just settled and stuff. Somewhere along the line, I did not get my driver's license in the mail. It either got lost in the mail or got rerouted, whatever. I tried to call the DMV. I tried to get a hold of them. Could never get a hold of them. Tried to do it online. And if anybody's ever tried to do it online, what a pain. You have to have this special code of the date your license was issued to do it online. And Mm. since I didn't have the license, I couldn't enter the code. Mm. Anyway, it was such a big hassle. But in the meantime, I had been traveling super busy and I do have a passport. And so I'm able to use my passport as my ID. I can get on the airplane, no problem. Mm -hmm. So whatever, no problem. I go to Chicago because the guild I was at was kind of far away. They had said, okay, just rent a car. We'll reimburse you. I made the arrangements, no problem. I show up at the airport. I've got a couple hours before I have to be there. I get to the car rental place. And they're like, we can't rent to you. You don't have a valid driver's license. And I was like, no, I do have a valid driver's license. I had my old one. I said, the number is still the same. It's just, it's been updated. If you look me up, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, 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 we won't rent you a car. And I'm like, but you don't understand. I'm, I'm stranded. I actually had a reservation. I gave them the information. I had all my ID, everything. And they're like, no, 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 we, we can't. We're not going to let you do it. I was like, okay, how am I going to get there? Who do I know in Chicago that can help me out? And I was like, Stephanie, me. I didn't even have your phone number, <laughs> but I had I had your Instagram, yep. I had your Facebook, I had your email. I reached out and I said a prayer and I'm like, oh, please let me get a hold of somebody because I have to be at this event in like three hours. Mm-hmm. 
fortunately, Stephanie came to the rescue. Yeah. She helped me out. I was able to get where I needed to go. And then I'm just forever in your debt. And then that it was an amazing, it was an amazing event. But then of course, at the end of the event, I got snowed in, my flight was canceled. And so then I had to stay an extra day. And then that was the last place I traveled before COVID. So it kind of ended <laughs> on an adventure, but with Stephanie to the rescue, we had a great time. We laughed it off. And I just tell people that's the tales of a traveling teacher. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, and you had your like, two big suitcases because you carry all the, you know, samples and, you know, whatever you use for your your teaching aids and stuff. So, oh my gosh, I don't even know how you wrangle all that stuff. And it, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot. And I, I've been joking around, like, I, I might try to get a kid, you know, my children are all older, and I keep trying to talk them into coming with me to be my assistant, you know, mm-hmm. but none of them are interested. Right. So Stephanie, <laughs> I'll just, you can just be my assistant. Sure. <laughs> Anytime, for sure. I love it. So that was fun. And then um, while we were waiting, because we had to wait for something. And yeah. uh, so uh, uh, we went to lunch and we went to a nice little spot. And, you know, you had a, you had a little bit of time to like, you know, breathe and... <laughs> Decompress. Decompress. And I think it was the first time. I think that's when you and I met in person too. Yes, so, that's what, the first so time your, I saw you in person. Mm-hmm. What did your husband think? You're like, I'm going to go rescue this person that I met on the internet. <laughs> no, no, he, he. I think he already even knew who you were because because he knows. Like, you know, I have all your quilting books, and you've been on the show before. And I talk. Oh, yeah, I told him. I show him like you were building the pool. So the pictures of yeah. the pool. Oh my gosh, such a fun project. I loved seeing. All of your progress, um, photos and updates. It was a lot of fun. I love the tile that you chose. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. That was you know everybody's like, what did I did over my pandemic vacation, and I was like, well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm stuck at home. I might as well build a pool, do something we can use here, and have fun with it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's a good thing about living in Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you. You'll laugh too because I, I don't want to make this too much about that. But uh, we're recording this in January, and I'm still using the pool. I heat it up a little bit. Um, temperature is beautiful in Vegas, and I was like, "Wow, I'm actually able to use my pool like nine, ten months out of the year." It's yeah, pretty amazing. That's great. That is so great. Over here, we probably be able to use it like maybe three, <laughs> three or four months <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> Oh man. So so yeah, that um that what that's crazy. I just I forgot that that was right before the pandemic started. So, yeah, exactly. So now I just you're 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 forever I, known as my hero in my Oh, life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It was my pleasure and um you know, I would hope that somebody would help me out if I were stranded somewhere too. So, yeah. right? <laughs> right. All right. So since then, well, I want to talk about this because it's going on right now. And uh, it's a quilt along that you're having um, with one of your patterns, which is one of my favorite patterns, the blooming wallflowers. And um, so I'm going to um, publish this episode in the next couple of weeks. So it'll still it'll be kind of like in the middle of your quilt along, but people can join whenever, right? Exactly. Yeah. So what it is, is it is we're making this quilt called Blooming Wallflowers and we're making the entire quilt. It's going to be or it is a seven week series. So depending on when you publish it it will still be happening or it might have just wrapped up. 
Um, the nice thing is, is that all of the tutorials, there are video, video tutorials on my YouTube channel. They're completely free. You can just go there. You can follow along. And then I just ask that you purchase the pattern. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really give like the exact numbers in the video, but you can kind of see what I'm doing. But yeah, as a thank you, you mm -hmm. can just purchase the pattern and you can follow along. And all of my quilt alongs, I've been doing them for years. I leave them up indefinitely. So if you see it now, if you bookmark it and you come back a year from now, you can still make the quilt. And again, I show every single step from cutting, piecing, basting the quilt, machine quilting the quilt, mm -hmm. binding the quilt. So even if you don't want to make this quilt, you can watch and follow along and you can use the same techniques to any quilt that you're working on. Right, right. Yes. And I have your pattern. I bought it a few years ago and I, I I've been wanting to do this so I'm hoping this year I'm gonna do it but I wanted to make it more of like a summer um um like outdoor quilts that we could take with us to the dog beach. So Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's so I cheery. Mm -hmm. I love the idea. You know, I love it when people use their quilts. It's like mm -hmm. make your quilt, take it to the beach, take yeah. it on a picnic, wash it, love it, you use it. You know, mm -hmm. that's awesome. That makes me so happy. Yay. Yeah. And uh, I've watched their first two videos that are, are posted right now, and they are great. Um, so, uh, and I, I like, cause you show, um, you know, a couple different methods, which is wonderful. And you, you give just like, here's, you know, a couple methods that I'll show you, but you can do it this any way you want. You could do it this way or that way, but here's what I'm going to show you, which is great. And I think it's less intimidating for people who sometimes may maybe feel like that they have to invest in all the expensive stuff and do it exactly a certain way and this way it's just a, I think a lot less intimidating and more oh good free good. yeah mm -hmm. I'm, ha I'm glad to hear that because in my teaching you know I teach machine quilting I also have patterns for piece designs and I always like to tell everybody what I'm showing you is what works according to me you know this is Krista quilts this is yeah. the way I do it mm -hmm. I will show you the way I do it but you know what if you have a different way if it ain't broke don't fix it you right. know use your way if you want to or use my way mm -hmm. or do a combination there's no wrong way to do it as long as you're happy with the results yeah yeah absolutely with this quilt you show a different uh, couple of cutting methods one are with the templates um, mm -hmm. uh, and the other one is with AccuQuilt so over this is this just this past year you've um like joined up with AccuQuilt are you like uh, an ambassador or what what is it that you do you have dyes specially made for you? Well, this was a really fun story. I love the quilting industry. For those that don't know, this is my full-time job. So I'm always looking at ways to partner with other companies, to expand my reach, to, you know, promote their products when it's mutually beneficial. And I'm an ambassador pretty much for every everything that I do because I love the product so much. I'm like, I'm an ambassador. You know, I'm going <laughs> to use this stuff. Why, why not, you know, mm -hmm. why not get some free publicity out of it at the same time? Yeah. Anyhow, so... Um, the really cool thing about quilting is when you're in the industry, you get to know everybody and hopefully you develop a good reputation. And as you can tell, my, my answers are always very long stories, but anyway, <laughs> um, so you, you get to know everybody and, and you want to have good relationships. So I had really become very good friends with the person who is the marketing director at my book publisher. And I had written four books with Martin Gale. And so, so I got to know them very well over the years. Well, she ended up leaving that position and then she became the marketing director for for AccuQuilt. Okay. And 
in the back of my mind, I knew I wanted to get into die cutting, but it just, the stars weren't aligned yet, but I knew I wanted to. And I really liked the AccuQuilt company, like Elmer Burns, who's also a Benertex designer. Like she does stuff for AccuQuilt. A lot of really great people work with them. And I'm like, okay, I really like this company. I know I want to do something, but the timing is not right yet. This has been niggling in the back of my head for a couple of years. Then lo and, lo and behold, my friend had gone over there and she's now the marketing director. And I was like, you know what? The timing is right. The stars are aligned. I sent her an email. She's like, yes, I was going to contact you. I want you to be one of our ambassadors. And so it really was a match made in heaven. And so we kind of discussed what it might look like. Um, different companies have different ways that they do their ambassadorships. You know, no one is the same. And so we kind of came up with an idea of how I could use their stuff in my dyes, how they could promote me. And so I'm what's called a go-getter because their cutting system is the AccuQuilt Go. So I'm a go-getter, which I really <laughs> love that. And so that happened. Um, pretty much last summer and then now my blooming wallflowers is my first um uh, event my first quilt that i've made completely cut with the accu quilt and it's kind of one of those like okay i'm learning just to step ahead of everyone else i this is my first experience using the dyes so i'm kind of sharing what i'm learning um you know apologies if i don't get it all perfectly correct but it's been really nice because the one thing i always say is if you want to learn something very well teach it to someone else mm -hmm. because in the process you'll really learn the ins and outs and so i have had an amazing time i love die cutting i'm like where has this been all my life <laughs> and so now as i go forward i'm going to start slowly translating some of my existing patterns into die cutting um some, not all, but some of my new patterns will do die cutting if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a really nice partnership of something I want to do anyway. Yeah. And the one thing I have to say, it's really nice when I do want to have a partnership, they come to me or I go to them and I actually like the product mm -hmm. because I have had people come to me and I have not liked their product. And so mm -hmm. I have said no. And so with AccuQuilt, I've been thrilled. I love it. I'm, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I want to die cut all the things. <laughs> yeah. And well, y you've started with the Rolls Royce of their line, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got my first AccuQuilt like eight years ago. And back then it was called the um, the baby, um, which is their smallest one. And you um, turn the little handle and it rolls the die through. And it only does like their smallest size dies. I think they're five inches wide. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I collected a bunch of dyes over the years and I pretty much had worn that machine out. And it's just so weird that we're doing this podcast now. This was not planned at all, but last, uh -huh. I'm on their mailing list. So last week they put out this Black Friday in January. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, so I, I look at, at it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is a sign. <laughs> yes, yes. The universe is talking to you. <laughs> and I took the plunge and I got the electric one, the one that you have. And um, it, it just ships. So I cannot wait to get it. Oh you my gosh. You will love it. Yeah. You will love it. It kind of when I get involved, it's like go him, go big or go home, baby. You know, so right. I have the electronic go cutter. And it plugs in and I've, I've shared in the blooming wallflowers. You can actually see me using it. Yep. And it is amazing because it cuts, um, 
I think there's one bigger one that I don't know much about, the studio dies. So yeah. I'm not going to talk about that. It's more professionally. One, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This one for the hobbyist, which I'm, you know, I'm still mm-hmm. a hobbyist as well. It will cut the largest dies. So yeah. it will cut out, like I got the the 12-inch cube and I got all the dies I needed for Blooming Wallflowers. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice because it can cut the smaller ones, but can also cut the largest ones. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, you know, I was like, okay, which one do I start with? What do I do? I have that one. And then I have the smaller portable one that I can mm-hmm. take with me. But it's really easy. You just said it. I set it out on my table. I plug it in. I get everything all ready. I go through the machine. And I I really wanted to know, like, sorry, this does not mean to be a commercial for them. But, like, I've seen <laughs> them. And I'm like, I'm like, does this live up to the hype? And I was like, oh, yeah. After filming this and doing it, it lives up to the hype and more. And so, you know, I joined. There's, like, AccuQuilt, like, Facebook groups. And, like, I'm asking people, you know, techniques and tips and stuff like that. But I just – it's one of those things. It's like when I got my nice sewing machine. It's like – where was this my life? You know, why did it take uh-huh. me so long? But at the same time, you know, you can't buy everything all at once. You have right. to invest in your hobby as you go. And, you know, you don't want to spend a whole lot of money if yeah. you're not going to use the thing. Right. So, yeah, it's it's fun. You'll have to follow up with me later and let me know how you like it. I will, definitely. And uh, yeah, it is funny because um, I learned about it, like, all those years ago from taking a class um, with Ebony Love. And she's kind of mm-hmm. like a die-cutting guru. And she she worked with AccuQuilt and then then moved on to Sizzix. But so that's when I got my first one. And um, I've, I've liked it. Like, I really just enjoyed it. And the small one is just a small investment. So that was a good place to start with. But when I was looking this last week, it was I, I spent like an hour back and forth because um, they have this medium size one and you can cut what up to uh, like up to six layers, right? Seven inch wide, the, but they're die size, seven inch wide. Oh, dies. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, but you can't do the ten. You know what I mean? Like, so then I'm like, yeah. oh, it still has limitations, and the dies are. I mean, it's all an investment. They they are pretty pretty <laughs> pricey. But they go on sale. <laughs> they go on sale, which is great. yeah. That's oh. the time to really like yeah stock up, uh, which I did because they had this amazing sale going on, and. uh And so I was just like, oh, and I almost got like that smaller one, the middle size one, because that was the one that was on sale for like 44% off. And I looked at the, I looked at the one, the electronic one, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. (laughs) And all all of a sudden, the little banner pops up and it's like $200 off. I'm like, oh my gosh. That I want to tell people because like my one of my trepidations before getting into the system, because, again, I knew that if I was going to get in, I'm going to go all in. Yeah, that that's how I do things. But I was like, oh, I'm, I'm worried, like about the fabric waste. I'm worried that you have to cut your pieces bigger. And through my quilt along, like I said, my first main experience with it, I was like, oh, you don't really waste a lot of fabric as long as you either flip your strips or you fan fold them. Anyway, there's lots of different ways to do it. There's a little bit of waste, but this is what I always like to tell people. You can either waste fabric or you can waste time. Mm -hmm. You can waste time getting the perfect cut and zero waste and lining things up, or you can waste a little bit of fabric, but Mm -hmm. the time savings is well worth it. And so as I continue to to work with it, I'm going to show, okay, this is how I use it most efficiently. This is how you can get better cuts and things like that. Again, you know, the world according to Krista. <laughs> but on your videos, um, 
you did show like, okay, don't fan fold it here on this, at this time. And then on another die, you're like fan fold here. So I'm like, how does she know when to fan fold and when not to? So how Trial do you- Trial and error. Okay. So basically is if you're cutting like, um, okay, think about it this way. Let's just use the idea of half square triangles. If you're doing half square triangles, you know that you can get two triangles out of one square. So the shape is a square. Anything that's like a square, you can fan fold, which means you just um, like you, I don't know, you flip it back over on top of itself. Right. You have like a strip. You're able to cut like six layers. Mm -hmm. And so you just do a pass. and It's really fast. However, if you have a triangle like my blooming wallflowers that's on an angle, um, sometimes like corner triangles or like this, it's called a triangle in a square shape. Mm -hmm. Um, In that case, you want to do what's called flip and fold, where you basically are only cutting one shape, but you're layering six layers. Then you've got an angle. Think of think of like a 45 degree angle or a 30 degree angle. So you have an angle, then you flip it over so that the angle matches up and then you run it through again. In other words, if you fan folded it, you're going to get a square shape. So mm-hmm. if you cut the triangles, then you have the triangles on the sides that would fill in your square and that would be waste, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully you can visualize that. Yeah. But if you cut the triangle on an angle, mm-hmm. you cut one triangle, flip it, cut the next triangle, flip it. And so every single time you're you're maximizing that angle cut. And so there's very, very little waste. Use and if that all sounds fabric. like golf, No, yeah, yeah it, sounds, it makes sense. Yeah, go, go watch my video if you guys. You know, yeah, watch her like, video. What are you talking about? She, yeah, because you lay the fabric on the angle of the triangle and run it through, and then you can flip it over, and the rest of the fabric that's left on that strip, right? You can run it yeah, through so again. Yeah, you run it through. So you still run your strip through like six or seven times, depending right. on how many. Right. So you're only cutting one triangle per fabric. Right. But if you have six fabrics, you're cutting six triangles at a time. Right. Make sense? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's great. I'm so excited. I just really, I cannot wait. Um, and then uh, what I have my thing of like what I think the quilt dies for starters would be, which for me, it would be like strip sizes, like whatever strip you like to do for your binding. That's a good investment. And then just like your basic, you know, quilts, like fine geese or whatever. What what would you recommend for starting an alcohol? I would alcohol say quilt? I would say start with they have these things called the um the cubes. Oh, and yeah. I would say start start with the cube because that gives a lot of shapes. I started, um, I don't have a whole lot of dies yet. I'm only getting the dies as I need them for each quilt. And that way, it's like fabric. I'm trying to just buy the fabric for the project. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to buy just the dies for the quilt. So I started off with a 12-inch cube because it has has your basic shapes. And then I added on the 12-inch companion angles because those are the ones I need for the blooming wallflowers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that that got me pretty much situated there. And then recently, I added a couple that I really love. I added the... um, setting triangles die because this quilt is on point. Mm -hmm. And so anytime you have something on point, you've got to have your triangles around the edges. And then I recently got a, um, a a strip one, Mm -hmm. um, two inch strips for binding. So I know that doesn't really answer your question, but I would say, start, look at the shapes you use Mm -hmm. the most and start with one of the cubes, either like the eight inch cube or the nine inch cube or the 12 inch cube. But again, make sure that you know, you're, the cutter mm-hmm. that you have will take those dies. Yeah, and they just recently started doing those cube kits, like in the last year or two, um, which is really great. And uh, I like it because I do like 12-inch block quilts. Yeah. I mean, they could, they go all the way down to what? Like, a f- do they have a 4-inch? Like, they they yeah, have small four ones. Yeah, 4-inch. Yeah. So, so, yeah, and that's great. 
the one thing I had to learn with that is, is so like if you're doing these 12 inch blocks with these cubes, you can also make six inch blocks because there are six inch units. But here's the big thing I had to realize the six inch, like the six inch unit that I'm using, Mm -hmm. it's on the die board itself is 10 inches. So if Mm -hmm. it's a six inch block, you can't use the cutter that cuts six inches. You have Mm -hmm. to use the one that cuts 10 inches inches. because Mm -hmm. the block itself. So it took me a while to get used to that. But once I understood that, I was Uh like, oh yeah, that that totally makes sense. Oh, which also reminds me in your video, you use the size of the cutting mat to the size that you were cutting on there, which was pretty brilliant because I would have never thought to do that. I would have thought that you have to use the whole 10 inch by 10 inch if the, the die is that size. But you, there was one where you were just cutting like, um, I don't know, maybe like it was a, the corner. It was yes, the, corner. the corner. Yeah. And you yes. just used a smaller mat and that exactly. was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause some of the, some of the dies and I'm sure that some of the other um, companies are the same way they have some of them for efficiency will have different shapes on the same die. So you don't have to cut out all the shapes right. and you don't have to cover all the shapes. The area that you cover with a mat, that's the only area that'll get cut and then that saves your blades and it mm-hmm. saves your mat because you're only cutting the area that you oh, need. Oh, that's great. So, good. I'm glad you like that. That I'm was a good like tip. That. I was like, wow, that was excellent. So I, I took away a lot of uh, nice tips from that. And also what I like, and this will be the last thing I say about it, because I think I, <laughs> I, I think I'm doing a free free thing for Equal right now too. <laughs> but uh, um, I like that, you know, you could start off small and all of those dies will continue to work with the next level and the next level. And then because all the dies that I have um, gotten up to this point, even though they're, you know, five inches wide, um, I could still use them in the, the, the uh, electronic one that I'm getting. So I love that. That's right. Nothing cool. uh-huh. goes to waste or unused. And um, so that's great because, you know, it's it would be really frustrating if like, oh, these only work with this model. Then for the next one, you can only buy those. <laughs> That would be really yeah. frustrating. So that's what I like about that too. All right. So your blooming wallflowers quilt. Um, it, it is just a really like a series of triangles, uh, different different sizes and kinds, but that's really what it is. And you do um, really good chain piecing with that as well. So it seems like it comes together pretty quickly. I try to because I'm always thinking about machine quilting and how I can finish the top quickly. I want to get to that faster. So, yeah, uh-huh. I chain piece it together. Yeah. Um, I make sure, you know, I cut everything out ahead of time. I sit there. And in fact, what I'm going to be doing, you know, like I said, you're, we're recording now and this will come out a couple weeks from now. Uh-huh. As soon as I'm done with you, I am actually going to be recording my next video for the next step of the ah, quilt along. Good. And so I'm going to be showing, you know, how to chain piece and then how to put the whole quilt top together and things mm-hmm. like that so that people can see, oh, okay, I don't have to start and stop with each piece. I don't have to make it one block at a time. Mm-hmm. I can do, you know, all of the cutting and all of the piecing and all of the pressing and kind of assembly line process it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, great. So if anybody is interested, uh, check out, uh, I'll put the links to Krista's website where you can purchase her patterns and her link to her YouTube channel. She's got a lot of great videos in there. Uh, and, and join in on it or do it, you know, if it's over by then, just start on it your own and go back to her videos. Um, so I think it'd be really fun. And I always tell people, I always give pattern support. I mean, if you go back and you do a, a quilt along that I did, did two years ago and you have questions, you can always reach out to me because I'm here to help out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Love it. 
Okay, so let's move on to your fabric collections. Uh, your most recent one is the Black, White, and Bright. Is that correct? Yes, that's the fabric line that I'm actually working with, with the Blooming Wallflowers. Because yeah. what I realized, even though I'm a pattern designer, a lot of times I like to remake a current pattern in newer fabric just to see like, oh, you don't have to use the exact same fabrics I used last time. Right. This is what it looks like in a scrappy version. This is what it looks like in a black and white version. So mm -hmm. yeah, black, white, and bright um, is my seventh fabric collection with Benertex. Mm -hmm. And it just came out, what year are we in? 2022? Yes. <laughs> it just came out. I know. I'm like, it just came out, I think, last, I don't know, about three, like right at the end of last year in okay. 2021. So it's still relatively new, just getting out on the market, promoting it now, showing what you can do with it. But it's really, yeah. you know, fun. I like it. I love all the black and white prints. And the scale that you uh, design that in really uh, makes it uh, perfect for, uh, you know, cutting up fabric and sewing them into a quilt. <laughs> Well, the one thing that's been awesome about working with Benertex, and they have this little tagline that says for quilters, by quilters, all or just about all of the fabric designers are actually quilters. So we're like, wait a minute, I cannot design a fabric that has this repeat that does not look good cut up or, you know, like I have to be very careful that I don't want too many directional prints because they're going to go every which way. And so um, I work with a graphic designer there that helps me get the right scale and helps me take my idea and get it onto fabric. And so I'm always like, okay, smaller, smaller, like smaller scale is better. It's very cut upable. You know, I like designs that kind of read as like one color from a distance. And so because I'm always thinking, how is this fabric going to look when I cut it up into a quilt? Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's just perfect. And um, I, I usually always end up somehow getting directional prints and I just make it makes it more challenging for me when I am cutting it and putting it together. But um, I've started to really look for non-directional for for quilt piecing because it's just so much easier and it looks good from yeah. every angle. So yeah. Yeah. Though at the same time, this this blooming wallflowers, it, the way the stuff is sewn together and some of the background pieces, they kind of almost give like a woven look. So if you do have a directional print, it almost adds an extra layer of texture. So I'd Ooh. say even with that, if you want to use directional prints, you know, don't try to line them up. Just let them go scattered. Uh -huh. It looks more whimsical and fun. Cool. All right. Great. So uh, do you are you going to have a spring introduction or will it just be another one in the fall? It's going to, uh, we're going to start promoting my next one in the spring. It's going to come out in the summer. And, um, you know, it was kind of sad, like, I was going to introduce it at Quilt Market, but then because of COVID, Quilt Market, in, it was supposed to be in uh, Salt Lake in April, but that has been postponed. Uh, but I'm still going to do the new line. So I'll give you guys kind of a couple teasers about it. Okay. It's going to be called Stitchy. 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 Uh -huh. And it is going, it is inspired by, uh, there's one print called Sunny Day, which represents me enjoying bright sunny days while I quilt. There's a print called Hashtags, which represents me sharing my work on social media. Um, there's a, a print that is literally a uh, reproduction of a really fun machine quilting design. I always try to throw machine quilting designs to translate into fabric, plus some other blenders. And it's going to be, it's going to be completely different than black, white, and bright. It is going to be very uh, fun and bright um, pinks and pinks and fuchsias Ooh. and oranges and turquoise and some gray. And it's going to have it's five different colors. Let me say that again. Pink, orange, green, blue, like turquoise and gray. So five colors, five prints of each. 
25 lines and new patterns and all that. And so I think we'll start sharing sneak peeks around April or May. So just be on the lookout, um, follow me on, you know, all the places and then it'll be out in July. So, so stitchy. I was just like, yeah, I'm in a stitchy kind of mood. That's a fun name. (laughs) It is really fun. I like that. Available around July. That's great. And you know what I, I will do for you because I announced it. No one has heard about this. I will send you the logo. It just gives the colors. No, no sneak peek. I will send you my stitchy logo Ooh. that you can share with your audience exclusively and they can kind of get a little teaser. Oh, great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I will put that in my uh, podcast page. Uh, and you're, you're right though with their quilting patterns. I think I, when you said that immediately, I thought one of my favorite ones that I, I did last year was in your most recent book was the, um, um, it was, it's like vertical pattern and yeah. you draw a line down yep. and then do a heart and come that straight down it. a heart. That I love stitchy. that. That oh. design <laughs> is in stitchy. It is because that was such a unique design. It's, I think it's called stitches. I think uh-huh. the print is actually called stitches. Okay. And it's basically a, yeah, it's like a line and it's a whole bunch of different shapes, like a line and a heart and a line and a square and a line and a spiral. And it's literally one of my favorite machine quilting designs. So Me yes, that too. will be it. Yes, it will. It's deceptively easy to do as well. Yeah. I don't even yeah, have so you, to draw it out. I just like do the yeah, little so you line. you can even take that fabric <laughs> and you could like, you could like quilt on the fabric and follow the lines yeah. and create your own like and design. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. You could quilt it in a different color. Oh my gosh. That's going to be so much fun. I love it. What else? Let's see. Um, well, I have a new book coming out. That's kind of exciting. I don't even think I've told you about no. it. You're, you're getting all, Stephanie, you're I, getting all, like the scoop. You're I'm getting the scoop. The scoop. <laughs> 411 ahead of yes, time. Exactly. Like I'm, so my, <laughs> like I'm in the press. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you totally are. So, so my next book is coming out and it's actually with a different publisher. I'm going to CNT publishing this time. I haven't, um, I had a chance to work with them and this all, you know, the stars, stars aligned to do that. And my next book is going to be called, how do I quilt it? And it came about because after writing four books and traveling worldwide and teaching all over the place, I give a very popular lecture everywhere I teach called How Do I Quilt It? And the lecture is basically taking everything that I know, everything I learn, and putting it all into this like 45-minute to hour-long lecture. And I realized that even though I'd written four books, none of the books was the material, the information in my lecture. So this next book is basically, it's kind of the next best thing to take in a class for me. It's basically the exact process I go to, how to make a quilting plan, how to baste your quilts, how to prepare them, all this, all the secrets to make really well done quilts. And so that is going to come out in July, I believe. I think the fabric and the book will come out about the same time. So July. Oh, great. Stitchy, July. Yeah, Stitchy will come out in, in July. In July, How Do I Quilt It with C&T will come out in July. So lots of, lots of fun stuff. Hopefully by July, things will look much different. We'll all be back and healthy and we'll be able to get out among people again. Yeah, that's my hope anyway. <laughs> yes, me too. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's been a rough winter for me, at least health wise. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, this is great, and I—I I mean, like after that last book, I was 
I'm thinking, like, how do you top this? How do you go back to the drawing board and and come up with another book? But that's a pretty brilliant idea, taking it from one of your lectures. But do you always kind of th- sometimes have ideas for what you would like to put in your next book or kind of take note of like, oh, this could be a good good idea for for a book? Yes, I do. Because I'm, I'm and this is just purely just me being easy. Like when I teach, I don't like I don't necessarily have a lot of handouts. I like to put everything into a book form or a pattern because I, I don't like people to have to sit there and take notes. I like them to be able to like, here is everything. It's either in my book or it's in my pattern or it's on my video so that you can just watch and learn. You can just read and learn. And so throughout my teaching, my books have always served as kind of my handbook. But yeah, every time I teach, I can teach the same subject five times in a row and I will think of something new that I'm adding. So every time I teach the class, even if it's the same class, it's always different. So if you take the exact same class with me now that you took a year ago, it will be different because I will approach the material. I'll, I'll teach you different designs. I will have like a different way to do things. And I always make this joke. I t- it's totally a joke in class. A lot of times people will be working on the machine quilting designs and they'll come up with a variation that I haven't seen before, or they'll take their own spin on it. And so I say, oh, don't you guys know every quilt design you do in class, you know, might be in my next book. I mean, it's, it's a joke, but I would give them credit if I ever did. But the, just the idea that, that you know, you can have two or three teachers teaching the same different thing, same subject matter, and everybody's going to teach a little bit different. The students are going to learn a little bit different. And so mm-hmm. to answer your question, yes, there are so many ideas. I have a hard time with my brain not exploding to try to capture, <laughs> to try to capture them all, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I, I think uh, teaching probably does provide a lot of material for you with just like your experiences uh, with students and teaching it and – you know, that's well, exactly. And sometimes they'll ask me, they'll say, well, how do I do this? Or I don't know how to do this. And, and, and sometimes there are things that I take for granted, because I've been doing this for long. But when a student asks me that, I'm like, Oh, that's right. That is a good question. I will make sure to address that question in my next video in my next book, whatever, so that we're always learning from each other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it, it just reminded me of something, too, in one of your videos uh, for this quilt along was um, squaring up the quilt. I, I hadn't done that particular method yet where you take a square ruler and you just cut a little bit um, around the corner, like square the corner up. And then you take your oh, long, sure. then you take your long ruler and from each point of the corner, then you continue up and kind of, yeah, I thought that was really uh, a cool way to approach it and easy, you know, it okay. just, yeah, yeah. Good. I, I feel like, you know, there's, there's lots of different teachers that teach different things and I like to teach, I like to teach easy. I like to teach efficient. I like to, I'm not fussy, so I don't really even do fussy cutting, um, I try to be precise, but I don't teach precise piecing. You know, I want things to be very, very approachable because it's how I do them. And in reality, everything I'm teaching, it's just how I quilt. It's just what makes sense to me. And I figure, well, if it makes sense to me, other people probably, you know, maybe it'll make sense to other people as well. Yeah, completely. Because I have learned a very <laughs> finicky way to square a quilt. And- and it's just like, you know, then I don't look forward to it. And now I see this and I'm just like, it's so easy. Good, <laughs> just, good. And it looks fun. So I appreciate that about you. And I know, uh, like, you know, all of the, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that follow you on your Facebook group. I wish. <laughs> 
we'll, we'll say thousands. I'm okay, thousands of people that follow you in your thousands. Facebook group. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm sure they appreciate and enjoy it. I mean, I've seen the comments, so I know they do. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you so much, Krista. You just make quilting um, definitely a lot more fun for uh, for okay. all of us. Um, Good. I'm and, glad to hear that. And also, you uh, coming up in February, you are teaching at QuiltCon, correct? I am. And oh, my gosh, I have missed it. I mean, I've taught a couple, you know, I just recently taught in my local guild a couple weeks ago in Las Vegas. And I'm I'm used to traveling like at least once a month. And that all shut down. And I've done a few virtual things, which I hate to say they are not my cup of tea. Virtual, I just, I need to be with people and I need to have that face-to-face contact with them. Um, so I don't love the virtual format. And so I miss it. And so there's been, I'm trying to think, last year, I think I taught twice. And then I think I taught once. I think I taught once in 2020 um, I, before stuff shut down. I taught twice in 2021. And then this will be my second live thing because things are finally starting to open up. But yes, I'm going to, I'm going to quilt con my classes. I'm teaching three classes. One's a design class. Uh, one is a free motion. One's a walking foot. They're all sold out. But I would say, I mean, I don't know, this will probably be posted after quilt con, but, um, I know that people always get on waiting lists. So whether you're thinking about this quilt con or next quilt con, if you ever sign up for a class and it's sold out, get on the waiting list because nine times out of 10, somebody will have to drop out last minute and there might be a spot opening up for you. Yeah, especially for the in-person ones, I think. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, that's interesting because, um, I, you, you, you really enjoy the energy of the in-person, but I so love the virtual. <laughs> So well, better. and that's what I love that there's both. <laughs> I mean, the, the nice thing, I did teach for virtual QuiltCon last year, and then I'll do I'll do lectures. I don't mind doing lectures, but it's hard for me to like see the students work because in class True. I'm walking around the room and I'm I'm over their shoulder, even though now I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna get too close to you. I won't breathe on you, you know, wearing a mask <laughs> and all that. And so um, but I need to be able to see, I need to be able to sit down at a student's machine and help them troubleshoot, and I just can't really translate that. Oh, to see, so that's different because it's coming from a teacher's perspective. Mm-hmm. And now I can I can see that I can see how you would need to really see people's work and be able to interact with them versus me as a student, I get the front row seat on my screen. Yep. <laughs> thing i mean if you can you know if we can and make lemonade out of lemons and you know find yeah. the silver linings and all that yeah. is that the one good thing that this um stay at home has caused everybody is we've had to rethink it and there is more access to those that maybe cannot travel and i will i will just i'll put a little plug here for um international quilt festival um they just announced today you know that will be out in public by the time this comes out they're adding more quilt shows and they're adding virtual quilt shows as well Ooh. and so whether or not you want to attend like um, quilt festival in Houston in person. There's going to be an online event in the summer. And so these shows are really meeting the needs. Yes, they're off- offering the in-person, but they're also starting to offer virtual. And I know that QuiltCon has something in the works. Um, they've announced this publicly. I don't have any they have, information, yeah. mm-hmm. but, but yeah, they are going to do some virtual events. Mm-hmm. And so you know, look, you know, and even though me, even though I'm not going to do virtual, I do have crafty classes. I do have videos that people can, mm-hmm. can do, yep. but yeah, some teachers have switched completely virtual and have stopped traveling. So for you and other people that, you know, can't get out as much, like you can absolutely embrace it. And just like I say with everything in quilting, there's something for everyone. And that applies to teaching as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I did do um, several classes last year in the QuiltCon um, 
uh, what they call it, but it was virtual. So yeah, Quilcon together, together. And it really does depend on who the teacher is because um, there were a a couple of classes where the teacher just was not comfortable with the camera and things were just too far away. I couldn't see. So, and then other teachers that were used to it, they had the whole camera facing down. You could see everything Mm -hmm. up close. So, you know, that has a lot to do with it as well. So some people are much more comfortable even teaching in person than, you know, fiddling with all the camera angles and everything like that and being comfortable on the camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, I know mm-hmm. I have my uh, I have my classes, my workshops that I created for QuiltCon. And the way it worked is after, you know, a certain period of time, the teachers were able to have that content back and we could do what we want. So I'm trying to think, okay, what do I do with all that content? Do I either break it up and share it piecemeal, a little bit here and there on YouTube? Do I offer it as a package deal for someone to purchase? Do I save the content and share it in my live classes? So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sitting on all these like mm-hmm. hours of information that I filmed and not quite sure what to do with it yet. So Ooh. I'm thinking about that. All right. That's that's exciting. Okay. You got that coming up as well. Great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh what anything else coming up this year for you? Just yeah, just just travel. My um I kind of go back and forth between being em- empty nesters. I'm in this stage where, you know, the kids are all adults now. They go off to college, they come home, you know, it's like a revolving door. And <laughs> so kind of finding that next phase of my life of like, oh, what you know, what do I do with my free time and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. So yeah, just just more travel. Um I do have an event. Um I don't have any big events coming up, just <laughs> more like regional shows. I'm gonna be in Texas um sometime this summer. And they're going to have, I can't remember exactly what guild, but the guild is putting on a show. I'm going to be like the featured quilter. So I'll be there. But if anybody wants to see where I am teaching, they can go to my website okay. and there is a teaching tab. And I keep that very up to date. Oh, good. Like, okay. you know, where I'm going to be next month, where I'm going to be next year. And as soon as I add more events to my schedule, I'm always updating them so people can see, you know, and what's, what's been fun is I will have people that will follow me. And they'll go to my site and like, oh, you're coming to my town and they'll contact the local guild or they'll contact the local shop and then they'll be able to take that class because they saw it on my um, on my agenda. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. All right. So we'll put um, all of those links into the show notes. And um, it has been so great to have you again. This is probably, I think, your third time on my show. You came on and we just, you know, did the whole like your story, your creative story and everything on the first one. And then I had you back for a machine quilting series that I did. And that was awesome. So that was a great series. I enjoyed that because I listen to your podcast, too. I'm a listener just like everybody else. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. I, I was thinking I really need to do another series again because I really enjoyed it and I think people enjoyed it as well. Uh, oh, for sure. Listeners. So I've got to try to see what I can do uh, for that <laughs> in the future. All right. Well, thank you so much, Krista. I look forward to everything that's going on. And um, when I make the Blooming Wallflowers for the summer, <laughs> I will be yes. sure to <laughs> let you know. Okay. Well, thanks. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Stephanie. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. If you would like a bonus episode every month, become a patron and support the Make and Decorate podcast show at my Patreon page, Make and Decorate. For extended show notes with links and photos to what we've talked about, visit my podcast blog at makeanddecorate.com. And remember to take some time for yourself to be creative. Bye-bye.